2: In today's modern world, we tend to ridicule the idea that there are people possessed of the power of transforming themselves into animals. Yet, every now and then, a story appears in the chronicles of the strange and the incredible that makes us pause to wonder. Consider, for example, the case of Carl Janus. When the writer Maurice Russell retired to a lonely cabin in the mountains of northern Georgia, he took with him voluminous notes which were to form the basis of his next novel. But he did not know then that the most intriguing, the most tantalizing story that he would ever write lay not in his carefully kept files, but in the creature who bore the name of Carl Janus. Here's, Come in. Good morning. The sound of that voice, Russell, whirled around. My name's Janus. I just moved into the hut down the valley. Well, I... I'm glad to know you. His new neighbor's appearance had shocked him to the core. His brows were shaggy, and his black beard failed to conceal his remarkably powerful jaws. The hands were covered with thick hair and tapered off in long, dirty, claw-like nails. His front teeth protruded like fangs. Why, he's like an animal. A week later, Russell stumbled on the answer. It was during a conversation with another neighbor, Saul Pritchard were dropped into the cabin with a piece of bad news. Tom Westerfield's boy walking along the road last night and all of a sudden this critter jumped out at him and turned near Tom to pieces. Says it might have been a big dog or a wildcat or even a wolf. That's it, of course. That's what he looks like. A wolf. In the two months that followed, four other men were also attacked. And then, on a certain night... When Saul Pritchard was returning from a trip to town, his wagon had just rounded a sharp curve on Little Bald mountain and suddenly his horse reared back and whinnied in terror. It's the wolf! As he spoke, the wolf who had been crouched on a boulder at the side of the road sprang through the air. Saul Pritchard seized a pitchfork that lay beside him in the wagon, he raised it in front of him to guard himself, and the beast's body, hurtling against the improvised weapon with terrific force, was impaled on the prong. Saul did not wait to see whether it was dead or not. But the following morning, searchers who returned to the scene found only the bloody Pitchfork. Afterward, as time passed and no more attacks ensued on the roads around Bald Mountain, the inhabitants concluded that they were at last rid of the killer. But the writer, Maurice Russell, has added a significant footnote. A few nights after Saul Pritchard's encounter with the wolf, Russell and Pritchard visited Carl Janus hut. No one responded to their knocking. Janus lay motionless on his bed. His shirt front was stained with blood. Russell unbuttoned the shirt and examined the body carefully. That pitchfork you used, Darl. It had three prongs? Yes, that's right. Why do you ask? Because there are no holes in Carl Janus' shirt. But there are three deep gashes in his chest. Yes, the man, Carl Janus. The man whose appearance in the community had been simultaneous with the appearance of the wolf had died with marks on him which one might have expected only the wolf to bear. Let those who scoff at the werewolf tradition, let them explain this astonishing story. A story incredible
0: but true. (laughs)